Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Boss Barista. I'm Ashley Rodriguez. I'm Jasper Wild. So Jasper and I are coming together to talk about the San Francisco Chronicle article that was just released about a couple of hours ago reporting allegations of sexual misconduct at Four Barrel Coffee and specifically of one of its owners, Jeremy Tucker. And we encourage you, if you haven't read the article yet, go to sfchronicle.com and find the article about Four Barrel. There are some pretty serious allegations from eight women who worked at Four Barrel and it's kind of the moment ready to happen in coffee. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, the new era after Me Too has brought about so many men who are like facing accountability for the first time. And I think a lot of us in coffee, we know that there's a toxic masculinity problem. We know there's rampant sexism. Um, and this is the first major takedown that we have to see. So as difficult as it is to hear all these stories, um, it's a really exciting time for women because finally we don't just have to be quiet and eat shit. We can be public about how much shit we've had to eat. Exactly. So there are two women named on the lawsuit, which was just filed in court today, along with six other women who have corroborating evidence. They were either witnesses or I'll also saw... Um, instances of misconduct where victims themselves of misconduct um, and saw Mm -hmm. the like propagation of this culture at four barrel that allowed these things to happen so we have the court filing in front of us Uh, if you read the sf chronicle article it's a couple of quotes um, and kind of an outline of what the actual court filing says but we're going to read to you some of the filings and what they've reported because it's the article can't even begin to capture just how awful everything that's happened at four barrel is so bear with us for a little bit as we read these to you but we think that's really important for people to understand just exactly how horrible things have been there so before we actually get into it let's talk a little bit about four barrel for our readers or our listeners who have never been to Four Barrel, don't know San Francisco very well. Four Barrel is one of the kind of leading specialty coffee roasters in San Francisco. Um, Started by Jeremy Tucker in 2009. What's it like walking into Four Barrel, Jasper? It's uh, it's really dramatic. It's it's a little theatrical. Everything is like very dark, very, you know, un- uh, unpolished wood there's several um hanging boar's head uh, along the the left side when you walk in it's pretty dark and moody was built out in 2008 and then opened up in 2009 so it's very reminiscent of that uh, very industrial uncut raw masculine kind of vibe that was going on back then yeah and if you've seen any four barrel marketing or if you have a four barrel mug, it's just laden with sexual innuendos and in frankly inappropriate language. So they have these mugs that they released, I want to say like two or three years ago that say suck it and fuck it. Um, and their merchandise is rampant with sexualized bodies. There are women's breasts on everything. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, if it was a different company that had a fuck it mug, I don't think it would quite mean the same thing. But because it's so because women are treated as such such objects as like a company culture, the mug fuck it really makes you think like it is a woman. And that that's why, like, com- compile well together. It's, um, you know, it just makes it really offensive. So what I think is really important about the vibe that you get at Four Barrel is that they kind of establish themselves as, like, the cool kids on the block. Like, everyone is, like, really hip and beautiful, but, like, doesn't really care that much about coffee. Like, caring about coffee is, like, not cool at all. And, like, it's just a very, like, oppressively masculine place. Mm-hmm. So finding out all these allegations is almost like unsurprising. So let's go into it. Let's read what we have here. So like I said, we're going to read to you a little bit of what is in these court documents. So at the very beginning, kind of introduces what Four Barrel is and who the two plaintiffs are. So Four Barrel Coffee markets itself as a leading third wave roastery in San Francisco that focuses on producing high quality coffee. Plaintiffs Megan Kepnack and Carly Wegg were thrilled to be hired at Four Barrel. Unfortunately, their excitement was short-lived. Female employees found themselves working under a sign that advertised Dickens Cider. Dickens like Charles Dickens and then cider like apple cider. Um, Meant to be read as Dick inside her for $50. A thinly veiled reference to prostitution which objectified the female baristas. I'm going to stop here for a minute. Yeah. So uh, let's explain this. So you walk into Four Barrel, like like Jasper was saying, it's like a lot of unfinished wood and a lot of very like masculine, very hard components in their design elements. And when you walk in, the registers are like kind of right in front of you. And right above the registers is their menu. It's really simple. There's maybe like eight items on it. And it's made from this like plaque of wood and it's carved into the wood. So you see this menu as you walk in, espresso, cappuccino, macchiato. And then if you turn around, if you go to the other side of the menu, you see this play on words menu. So Dick and Cider's on the other side of the menu. And there are different prices for things and they're all different like plays on words. The thing is, this menu is not just visible to the baristas, but this menu is visible to customers because there's seating around the other side. And to get to the bathroom at Four Barrel, you have to walk around where the baristas work and around that menu. So not only did they make this menu joke as a like way to make their female baristas feel uncomfortable, but they were confident enough in this statement to let customers see it openly. Yeah, it was meant to be seen. It was meant to be seen. Was, and like, think of the audacity it takes seen. for someone to do that, to be like, this is appropriate, this is fine. So I yeah. just want to explain that really quickly because the court documents do refer to the Dick and Cider thing a couple of times. Um, and it's kind of hard to know where to look for it if you don't know. It's So back to the court documents. The female employees okay. were also surrounded by merchandise depicting nude women and breasts and mugs with messages such as fuck it and suck it, all while listening to music with sexually explicit lyrics such as coming in a pussy in the production areas. 
many female employees were forced to line up and play kiss or slap games at company events where women had to choose between kissing or slapping the founder and owner, Jeremy Tucker. Even worse, some women were just outright assaulted by Mr. Tucker as he aggressively and forcibly kissed them all against their will or forced himself on them during company events. During his company's speeches, founder Mr. Tucker also engaged in sexually explicit acts, such as stimulating, re- simulating receiving oral sex from an employee and grabbing four-barrel coffee owner Jody Guerin's breast from behind and shaking them in front of employees. Human Resources' response to some of the above claims was, don't talk shit about the company. Owner Miss Guerin was similarly dismissive of complaints and advised employees against creating drama. With the rise of the Me Too movement, eight women have gathered the courage to speak out against what was what has been accepted as the norm for too long at Four Barrel Coffee. So this is kind of the gist of what's happened um, and been happening for a long time at Four Barrel. Yeah, it's it's shocking to just read it all laid out so much in a court document um, style document. Uh, it just makes it like so official and painfully obvious that there was abuse and misconduct happening and that it was um, permissible. It was the norm and that everyone had to be subjected to it. Right. And I think just this like small, this is like half a page of the complaint. The complaint is 19 pages. And I think this very beginning lays out a lot of different things. So first of all, that there was a rampant, inappropriate, culture of sexualizing women and talking about women's bodies and continuing to refer to sex explicitly against the wishes of many of the female staff members. So I think that that's mm-hmm. number one big cultural thing. Two, that Jeremy explicitly assaulted people. He forcibly kissed mm-hmm. them, forced himself on people during company events. Ugh. I know. It's so it's uneasy. Like, um. it's, it's like so overwhelming. But the third thing, and I think this is also important, is that the lawsuit mentions the other two owners of Four Barrel. So at this part, they just mentions Jody Guerin um, and how Jody has been fairly dismissive of the cultural misconduct happening at Four Barrel. And the allegations will get a little bit more into that. But this is something that people knew about. And this is something that upper management knew about. This is something that human resources knew about. And they did nothing. People complained about it. People said things. And there was nothing done. And even Jody, like, had her own breast grabbed and, like, shaken in front of employees. That's that's assault, too. That's, That's incredibly inappropriate. So I think it's, like it's such a tough position for her to be like, Oh, don't create trauma when like she herself is, is also being victimized, but, but not wanting to acknowledge it or put an end to it. Right. And I think something that's important on this lawsuit is that these two people who are the parties on this lawsuit are not suing Jeremy. They're suing four barrel. Right. They're, They're suing both of them. Right. They're both defendants. Right. So the, the two defendants are Four Barrel Coffee and Jeremy Tucker. Right. 
So I feel like that's something that we're going to see in the future is there's going to be some distancing between those two. Oh, yeah. Four Barrel is going to want to say, like, oh, boys will be boys. Jeremy had too much to drink that night. Our company stands for inclusiveness and values, and we support our women. They're going to go on and on about all that when clearly there has been a pattern of abuse and they have been complicit in silencing it and even hiding it. Right. Unfortunately for the sake of like this being a lawsuit and this being a pending lawsuit, I think uh, this is me just getting worried about us getting sued is that we have to like preface things as saying like, these are allegations. (sighs) Well, here's, here's what I would love. I want to just read it because it's it's the court document. It is a court Um, document and this is public record. So we're just reading what's on record. Amazing, because that's basically saying, oh, they're allegations, but they're factual allegations. So um, I'll take this one. All right, go for um, it. So the first plaintiff is Megan Kepnick. So it's saying plaintiff Megan Kepnick was employed by defendant Forbearal Coffee as a barista from approximately May 2015 until October 2015 at the mill. Initially, Ms. Kepnick was excited to join the four-barrel coffee family and felt lucky to have landed the job at the mill. On August 19, 2015, Ms. Kepnick attended the four-barrel coffee's seventh annual anniversary party at the House of Shields. The event started with the def- with defendant Tucker giving a speech from the loft area of the bar and then coming down and lining up employees to play kiss or slap game. Ms. Kepnick observed defendant Tucker forcibly kissing Corbina uh, Greco and Carly Webb. On October 8, 2015, Ms. Kepnick attended the Four Barrel Coffee's, quote, family night music show at Smiley Saloon in Bolinas, California. During the event, defendant Tucker approached Ms. Kepnick at the bar, and he asked if he could buy her a drink. Ms. Kepnick told him uh, he did not have to buy her a drink, and she placed the money on the bar to prevent him from paying. She thanked him but told him no and walked out of the bar. Defendant Tucker followed Ms. Kepnick out of the bar and said, There you are, Ugh. as he walked towards her. He then proceeded to place his arm around her shoulder, lean in heavily on Ms. Kepnick, and tell her that she, quote, seems really nice and cool, and that he had not noticed her before. He then quickly uttered, let's kiss, and moved his hand from her shoulder to the back of her head and pressed her head towards his. Ms. Kepnick flinched and, using all her strength, pushed him away from her. Ms. Kepnick wanted to tell the defendant that he was being disgusting and inappropriate, but as she was caught off guard, the only thing she was able to utter was, sorry, no, I'm gay. Defendant Tucker responded with, quote, but you're too pretty to be gay, thereby not only making Ms. Kepnick feel uncomfortable, but also offending her. (sighs) Okay, I just have to stop there. That's fucked up. How I feel 
so upset that that Megan had such like um, this was this was her boss. This was the owner, and there he was leaning on her, trying to kiss her, and she's the one apologizing to him. It's it's completely backwards, and I just feel sick after reading it. Um, okay, continuing on October 9th, which was the next day after that night. On October 9th, Ms. Kepnick drove back to San Francisco with Four Barrel Coffee head of operations, Brian Thomas. During the drive, Mr. Thomas described to Ms. Kepnick having to cart and wheel defendant Tooker around for half the night and keep him away from certain people. Ms. Kepnick did not share her experiences at the Bolinas event with Mr. Thomas as she feared losing her job. Over the next week, Ms. Kepnick became more and more upset over the defendant Tooker's offensive behavior. She gathered enough strength to approach manager Brett Whitman during the week of October 16th. She described to Mr. Whitman what happened, what happened at the Bolinas event and told him that she just wanted to make sure that something like that would not happen again. Mr. Whitman said that he would talk to the owners about it. A week later, on approximately October 26th, Ms. Kepnick arrived to work and noticed that somebody already there was doing her job. Mr. Whitman called Ms. Kepnick to his office and told her that he did not think that she, quote, was a good fit for the company and terminated her employment. Ms. Kepnick began crying and asked if it was, quote, about the Jeremy thing. Mr. Whitman said that it was about her not working up to the company's standards, although she had personally, although he had never personally seen her working below the standards, that there were reports about her not working up to par. Ms. Kepnick had never received a written warning, a warning written or verbal, or had been notified that there were any performance deficiencies prior to the termination. In fact, just a few weeks prior, she was offered additional shifts. So let's break that, that down. That, and you'll see a lot of these instances that are reported in this document come from that very specific party that they had in Bolinas. Um, the uh, court documents refer to this event as the House of Shields Company event. So they go to this overnight event, essentially. Like, they're going to Bolinas... They're having a party, um, and Jeremy does the kiss or slap game, allegedly. Miss Kepnick gets approached by Jeremy, and she says, no, I'm gay, in response to him trying to kiss her, and then he insists, um, and then says that really offensive thing to her. She tells her boss what happens, and a week later, she's fired um, without receiving any sort of warning um, or being notified that her performance was poor in any way. Mm-hmm. Well, because it wasn't about her performance, was it, Ashley? We can't allege that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a second allegation. There's a second plaintiff on this um, named Carly Webb. Um, so I'll read this one. Plaintiff Carly Webb was employed by defendant Four Barrel Coffee as a barista at the Valencia location from approximately August 14th, 2014 until approximately April 2015. And then as a barista trainer from April 2015 until approximately January 26, 2016. Shortly after Miss Webb began working at Four Barrel Coffee, defendant Tooker started telling her that she was not allowed to wear yoga pants because he could not help but stay. 
He also texted her to come to his house and to go out. On August 19, 2015, Ms. Webb attended the House of Shields Company event. Ms. Webb watched Defendant Tucker give a speech to the employees, and at some point, while the owners of Four Barrel Coffee were giving speeches, Ms. Webb observed, observed Jeremy Defendant Tucker walk behind owner Jody Guerin, grab her breast, and shake them in front of employees. Ms. Webb had only had a couple of drinks at the House of Shields Company event, and then recalls waking up around 5 a.m. the following day with seizures and vomiting. As a result of her symptoms and her suspicion, her suspicion that she was given a date rape drug, Ms. Webb went to the hospital. During the House of Shields event, and while Ms. Webb was under the influence of alcohol and or date rape drug, defendant Tucker forcibly made out with her even though he knew that she was in a committed relationship and would not have agreed to such conduct had she been under the influence, had not been under the influence. A few days later, when Ms. Webb saw Defendant Tucker at work, he commented that once you're over 30, you don't care about this stuff anymore, referring to him kissing Ms. Webb. Defendant Tucker also regularly told Ms. Webb that she was disloyal to the Four Barrel family because she greeted former employee Molly Pate, who was dating owner Jeremy Guerin's ex-boyfriend. He would tell her, you know, you aren't supposed to be talking with Miss Haight if she comes into the cafe, and I could get rid of you just like that if I really wanted to. Love was subsequently terminated for being difficult. However, even after defendant Tucker terminated Miss Webb's employment, he continued to text her and come text her to come to his house and to come out with him. So, again, we have two cases wow. of people being fired as you can see like ashley and i have read some of the first seven pages there are another 11 pages we could go on and on and on um and but you you listeners out there can just type in court documents for barrel <laughs> jeremy tucker san francisco and it will come up so um we encourage you to I do think- that yeah. Do you want to talk about what how we feel about it or what other people online are saying about it? It seems like a lot of people are obviously very disgusted, but I think another avenue is that people are not surprised. And I think yeah. what's important to remember is that the system is set up to protect offenders in this way it's it's set up to to defend people in power jeremy as the owner of four barrel was the one with the power in this situation yeah it's so it's it's bittersweet to see this coming out and to have everybody say like not surprised or saw this one coming or it's about time because there were so many you know whispers about it and like in fact, like Ashley and I, we've talked about the Whisper Network that is this basically like safety net that women create for themselves and sometimes men who are allies as well, warning people to not work for in places or just to be like heads up. This person gets a little handsy when he's drunk or this person's not a good company to work for. But it, it really takes like the courage of the people who have been victimized to say something and they can't just say it because they could still get sued. They have to file, they have to like go to court with it. 
And that's why a lot of these cases that we've been seeing after Me Too has, um, uh, like, so much is pinned on the court case. I also think, going back to something you just said, we really need to take a moment to thank the people who did have the courage to finally say their truth and be brave enough to say these things happened to me and they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Because this is also not our story yeah. to tell. Now now it's in the public sphere and now it's available for us to talk about, which is incredible and means a lot. And this court case is going to mean so much to other people in other coffee companies, in other companies in the restaurant industry, in just anything. Like this is really going to set an example for what you can and can't do and also give other people the courage to stand up and say, hey, this thing happened to me and it was wrong. So Mm -hmm. I think that that really needs to be acknowledged too, that the eight women who have stepped forward and the people who are behind the scenes who have also been part Mm of this, um, the law firm that uh, these folks are using has been really great too. Um, And I think they found it just through Google search. So which is incredible that it was that there are people that are out there to help you as well. So with that in mind, this is going to be an ongoing story. We're going to continue reporting on this. We're going to hopefully talk to some of the victims that have been named in this case and really give them the platform to share their stories. Um, But that doesn't mean that this is over for us. This doesn't mean this is over for you as the listeners. Um, Please, please, please get in touch with us. We want to hear what you're thinking about, what you're feeling, what you might have seen somewhere. There are resources to help you. We will help you find a lawyer. We will help you find resources to tell your story. Um, And we need to capture this moment. We need to capture the momentum that we have right now and continue to take down sexual predators in our industry. Take them down. This is going to happen and we're going to do it. If you are a person who has been sexually harassed or assaulted by Jeremy Tooker as a former four-barrel employee or current four-barrel employee, please get in touch with us. We can um, hook you up with the lawyers that are, um, that filed this, this document. And um, uh, I, I know that they're actively looking for more people who want to be a part of this case. So please reach out to us and we can put you in contact with them. Right. As we mentioned Uh, earlier, this is allegations that almost all happen within a six month period. Some of them do extend outwards, but this all happens in 2015. And he has been the owner since 2009. Yeah. So who knows? There's some gaps in there. (laughs) Something I think people might respond to and something that you might read about in the future too is for the last couple of months, Jeremy has been not not really in front of the camera for Four Barrel. He's been a lot more behind the scenes. And I think if you've seen any of these harassment lawsuits kind of play out, the person in question steps down from day-to-day operations. And that's not enough here. No. No. He still he still is a part owner. He still is a green buyer. So. Mm-hmm. By no means is he out of four barrel. He's just not um, going to work every day. So. 
we'll see how this plays out. And again, we're going to continue to report on this from what I know. This isn't over. There's a lot happening. And this is just the very beginning. This could take months, years, who knows. Um, and we'll continue mm-hmm. to tell the story as it unfolds. So thank you for listening. Please get in touch with us. Boss Barista Podcast at gmail.com. Boss Barista Podcast on Instagram. Boss underscore barista at Twitter. Um, stay engaged and stay active and please keep listening. Yeah. Thank you all for listening so much. And a quick shout out to everybody who voted for us um, for the Spreadsheet Awards. That was very sweet. And thank you so much. And if you want to do a belated happy 2018 present, you can rate, review, and subscribe to our Boss Barista podcast because it's a fun, nice thing to do. And it's free for us. And free it, for you, free for us. It does really help. It really helps. Thank you, friends. Thanks for listening.